Good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How is everyone doing today? Happy August to you all. And because it is the month of August, I have two birthdays that I have to give a shout out to. Happy birthday to my sister and happy birthday to my son. And you know what? Happy birthday to everyone that was blessed to be born in the month of August. Happy birthday to you all. May the Lord continue to bless each of you and also continue to bless the works of your hands that he has given you to do. You know what? Happy belated birthday to everyone born from January to July. May God continue to bless each and every one of you as well. Well, you guys know how I am. If I start doing it for one I got to do it for all, right? So happy birthday to everyone from January to August. And when September comes, we'll do them. How about that? I also want to give a special shout out to Ms. Fletcher, who works as a customer rep in the Virginia, in the Richmond, Virginia area. She was amazing when she helped me on Friday. And I just wanted to tell you, 
thank you again, Miss Fletcher, for going above and beyond. You are the best. May God continue to bless your heart as well. So now, before I continue with our lesson today, I want to remind everyone that Radio Free Brooklyn is, is sponsored in part by Pharmagear, offering little to no cost medical braces. For more information, call 844 598 Some of you might remember that about two weeks ago, I had a very special guest here in the studio with me. It was the Holy Spirit, and you all got to meet him and got to know who he was. Well, today he's back in the studio with me again, and I thought that we should get to ask him some more questions, find out some more information from him so we can understand exactly who he is, right? Because when you first meet somebody, you like to have a conversation with them so you get to know the ins and outs, you know, of the individual. Just like with him, we're going to do that today. We're going to find out exactly what, you know, all the little things, all the things that's going on in, in him, with him, so that we can understand exactly who he is. And now the reason why I want you, I wanted you guys to get to know him better is because he's just been such a dear friend to me. And he's been so helpful in my life. And I knew that once you guys got to understand him a little deeper, he could be just as helpful in your life as well. Yes. And I also forgot to tell you that he comes with fruits and gifts. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Someone who comes with fruits and gifts. So my title for today's lesson is gifts or fruits. I'll take both, please. So now when the Holy Spirit comes, he doesn't come empty handed. You know how you have some people that you invite to your home for dinner or whatever. And when they come, they come with nothing. They don't bring cake. They don't bring something to drink. Nothing. When he came, he always comes with gifts and he comes with fruit. So today we're going to figure out what type of gifts he brings when he comes and the type of fruits that he brings as well. We're going to start out with 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11 to find out the gifts that he brings. As always, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and I want to begin with verse 4. So I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians 12 from 4 to 11. And these are the gifts of the Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues another the interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all of these distributing to each one individually 
as he wills. So now, since I've read those verses, what it's actually saying there is the Holy Spirit gives us special abilities, right? But it's not for us to grab them for ourselves and take advantage of it and figure that we have something better than someone else. Because if you remember, we all became one in Christ, right? When he died for us, he brought us all in as one. But now we're understanding that as being in one in Christ, that with the Holy Spirit that was sent to help us and remind us of all the things that Christ has done for us, he is the source of all the different types of gifts and services that come from God, right? So that's what those passages were saying, that God gives God gives us all special abilities and it's the Holy Spirit that distributes the, the different gifts or abilities amongst all of us, but not for us to hold for ourselves, but for us to work together to help one another and build up the body of Christ. And now just to go back over those verses again, we see that it's broken down in different parts. Like he gives some the ability to be wise and to give counsel. He gives others the ability to study and to teach and some the gift of um, faith, you know, and to heal the sick. Somehow, you know, some have powers to do miracles, the power of prophecy and to preach. So all of us have different gifts. And I believe it was a couple of, I think it was when we first started on our journey last year that I had given a website that you can take a test to find out what your gifts or gift is in the spirit. And when you find out what that gift is, it helps you to direct yourself into what your purpose would be as why, you know, what, what am I trying to say? It will help you to understand the purpose that God has placed in you so that you would be able to fulfill it here on earth. And see, it's important to realize that with each one of us having an individual gift that we, if you're a body, you know, like it says, it goes on further. If you read the rest of that chapter, it talks about when you're, when you have a body, your hand doesn't operate the way the foot operates and the hand is not jealous of what the foot does. It's not jealous of what the leg does. The eye is not jealous of what the ear does. We all have our own individual functions that we have to do, but collectively together we operate for to in unison for one body. That's the same as how the gifts that the spirit brings, that the spirit gives are supposed to be used. We're supposed to use them all together, whatever one, whatever one I have that someone else has, we're supposed to be using them together to form one body in Christ, not be jealous of, oh, well, how do you get to prophesy? And I don't get to prophesy. And if someone's a prophet or if someone has the gift of prophecy, that's their gift. What you have to do is hone in on what your gift is. And I think that has been a lot of what caused a lot of issues in a lot of church bodies because one we see what someone has and instead of 
trying to develop what we might have within ourselves, we look at the next person and we're like, oh, why can't I have that? Or, oh, why, you know, why couldn't he give that to me? What he gave to that person is because he knows that person can handle it. What he gave to you, he gave it to you because he knows you can handle. There's things that you can handle that the next person can't. So he knows us, God. He knows how he created us. So he knows what gifts the Holy Spirit should distribute amongst us and who should get what. Now, the other day, and thank you, Lord. The other day I was flipping through the television. You know how you sometimes, what do you call it? Channel surfing. I was flipping the remote, just changing channels. And I happened to come across a, a sermon that Pastor Robert Morris was doing. And... And it wasn't by coincidence, I'm going to tell you, because God knew that I had introduced the Holy Spirit to the, the show and he knew that he wanted me to continue to go into deeper understandings of the Holy Spirit. And Robert Morris, on that day when I was flipping it, it was an old sermon of his. He was talking about knowing your destiny, how you can know your destiny. So whenever I hear something like that. I always tune, you know, my ears tune in because I'm like, wow, that's the same thing that I'm talking about with us taking our five-year journey. So I jotted down a few of the points that he made in his sermon and that I found to be very interesting. And he was stating that you can know and you can tell what your destiny or your purpose is in God from the gifts that you possess. And that was something that I was aware of. I knew that, but to actually hear him talk about it and I, I wanted to see his, I wanted to see what his take was going to be on which gifts of the spirit would help direct you into what your purpose would be. So here's his list of what he said, the gifts of the spirit equals how you know what your destiny is going to be. So now if you're a motivator, you have the gift of prophecy. And when he said that, I chuckled because I was like, okay, that makes sense. If you're a servant, you have the gift of ministry. If you're a teacher, you study to present the truth. If you're an encourager, uh, you want to encourage people. If you're a giver, your desires is to meet the needs of people and, you know, scripturally to meet the needs of the people. If you're an administrator, you're a leader that is organized. And if you're sympathetic, it's because you sympathize with people. So now when I look back over the gifts of the spirit and okay, he said, if you're a motivator is the gift of prophecy. If you're a servant, you have the gift of ministry. And it was saying, if you're a teacher, you have the, the truth that would be knowledge, right? The word of knowledge, which if you're a teacher. If you're an encourager, that would be discerning of spirits, right? And if you're a giver, that could be working in the gifts of healing as well and working miracles. Administrator is a leader, which could be any one of these, the gift of knowledge, prophecy, any one of those. And if you're sympathetic, it could be also any one of those discerning of spirits, healing. So once you get, once you get an understanding of what your gift is, it could help steer you in the direction of what your destiny or what your purpose is in, in God. 
And, you know, we've talked about that here often, that when you do understand what your gift is, you start working on your gift in the place that, and places will open up for you to use it, right? Like I told my story once before, but I'll just say it again briefly, that I knew that during the course of coming, you know, my coming up, the gift of prophecy, I have the gift of prophecy. And I knew that early on, but how it was going to be used, how God was going to manifest it in my life to help others, I did not know how that was going to take place. I knew I wasn't going to be a prophet, but I knew there was going to be a way that he was going to use it. So when I started my journey, you know, two years ago, really honing in on, okay, how am I going to use this gift that you've given me, God? It made sense when it would, it steered me towards coming to the radio station. And I told you guys that story of how it came about me being on the radio now and everything. And here it is. I'm working in my gift. I'm working in my gift every Sunday when I talk to all of you, but even knowing this and the more that I do this, I know it's still prepping me for something else. Me being here on the radio is not the end all of my gift. I know that, but it's prepping me, preparing me for whatever else he has for me to do. And that's the whole thing. Like when we talked about Joseph being in the pit and and we were talking about the weight, the change and what it all means. When you learn what your gift is and you start working at it and you start working in it, God is just perfecting what he put in you so that when the ultimate comes to what you have to do, you're ready for it. So that's why it's so important to keep busy, keep moving, keep doing whatever, just keep, just do it. Cause everything that you experience is all going to come together for what God's one purpose was for you, but you have to go through the journey and understand everything that's happening in order to get to the end. Because like I said, every week I'm perfecting my gift, right? I keep mastering my gift. God puts in my spirit what he wants me to give to the people that he wants to touch. And I present the word with more confidence and less fear now because I know that what I'm speaking is what God and the Holy Spirit has placed in me in order to give that message to the next person. And I, I, I know before I had said, I knew I wasn't going to be a prophet. I don't know what I'm at. I don't know what God has for me in the end. So I don't want to, and I, I'm only saying that because I, we always try to talk positive, positively. We want our words to always bring forth positive, you know, a positive message. So I don't want to say, I know I'm not gonna, I don't know anything. And none of you know anything either. So you can't, you can't put limitations on yourself when you find out what your gift is and you start working in it and you start perfecting it. Don't put a limitation on yourself of, oh, well, I know God's not going to use me this way. Oh, I know he's not going to use me that way. He only has this for me to do. You don't know what he has for you to do. And that's why I backtrack right now. And I caught myself and I want to say, I don't know what God's had, God has for me to do ultimately but I know that I'm working and walking towards it. And I want all of you to do the same. We, you, you don't know what your ultimate is going to be, but whatever it is he's given you right now, work at it, perfect it and keep moving. And right now, I don't know exactly who it is that I'm speaking to, but he keeps giving me this in my, I keep hearing this 
that, and I guess it's for me as well. I have to be conscious of the people that are around me, right? I have to look to see who God has placed in my path to either help me in what he wants me to do or for me to assist them in what he has them to do. When you understand your gifts, then you could understand the level of faith that you're going to have, right? It helps build your faith. It helps expand your faith because it determines the direction that you're going to walk in. And then, you know, in order to, you know, for you to have faith, you're moving without even knowing what's go what's really happening, right? So once you know what you're supposed to do, or once you have an understanding of your gift, you ask God to order your steps and you stick with it. You walk even as though you don't know where you're walking, like you're walking in the dark, remembering that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So you stick to what it is that God is having you to do for that moment. And when you stick with that specific purpose and you move one step at a time in that direction, then you get closer to where God wants you to be. And I I know it seems like I keep saying the same thing over and over and over. That's why I keep saying to myself, I don't know who God wants to hear this message, but someone was doubting themselves. You know, I don't, I can't, I don't have the ability to do, you know, I don't know what made me think I could be good at, or why did I start that? Did someone start maybe a new business or something? And you're saying, you know what? My sales haven't been the way I wanted them to be. It doesn't seem like anybody's really interested in it. Let me tell you something. If God put on your heart, if God placed in your spirit to start that business, regardless of what it looks like right now, just keep working at it. Keep working at it. And if you don't think that that's what he gave you, if you think it's just of yourself, because sometimes we do things and we think it's God telling us and it's not really God telling us it's something we wanted to do anyway, but you can tell, you can go to him, you can pray, you can ask him, God, did I really do this? Did you really tell me to do this? If it's not supposed to be what he wanted you to be or what he wanted you to do, excuse me, he'll show you. He'll direct you, but he also gives you the desires of your heart. So if it was something that is a desire in your heart and it's not going to harm anyone and it's still going to help someone and it's making you happy, he might just say, you know what? This is something you wanted to put your hands to anything you touch. I'm going to bless it. But I say all that to say someone is doubting. Someone is doubting something that they're doing. Someone is doubting something that they're in. And I just want you to just feel it out, go with it because nothing that God does, nothing, if you're in Christ, if you're a a child of God, nothing that he does in your life is going to go to waste. It's all going to come together for the good, right? And I know, like I said, I'm sorry to keep sounding like I'm repeating myself over and over and over, but he keeps giving it to me in different ways. So whomever is out there that you have those doubts, let's just say right now, don't have any doubts. This is the year after Corona, after being locked down and he's given, he's poured many different ideas and thoughts into our spirits that now is the time for us to go out there and be who he created us to be. This is what he's saying. Go out there and be the individual that I created you to be. No limitations on it. Just be who I gave you to be. And I hope that helps someone. So now moving on, in addition to gifts, as I said in the beginning, he, the Holy Spirit, 
also comes bearing fruits. And we find the nine fruits of the spirit in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But we're going to go all the way to verse 26. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another, long suffering, patient, right? How many of us are always asking God to show us how to be patient? Because we don't want to wait for anything, right? We spoke about this last week. But if we remember everything, it's not only about the wait. Like I said, it's about what we're doing while we're waiting. That's the most important part, right? So when I read those, when I read off all those fruits of the spirit, if you go, if we read Corinthians 12, which was when we were talking about the gifts. And if you go to 13, he says, even Paul says, even though you have all those gifts that the spirit has given to you, if the, if you don't have love, you have nothing. If you don't have love in your life, or if you don't have love for others, all those gifts mean absolutely nothing. And we hear, we can see right here with the fruit of the spirit. Love is the first word. Love is the first word. Peace and then long suffering and kindness. All those words, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, all those things have to do with being able to deal with one another peaceably, peaceably. He doesn't like it when we're fighting and backbiting and doing all this other stuff with one another. So, uh, it just, it just all, when you think about the gifts and the fruits, they go hand in hand. That's why I said gifts or fruits. I'll take them both please, because you need them both. You don't want to just walk around and have gifts, have gifts, have gifts, but have none of the fruits. If you don't have any of the fruits, how are you going to really make the gift manifest in your life? So with all that, with all that of what I said, when you really think about it, what is the purpose of fruits and gifts of the spirit? What is the purpose? The main purpose of a Christian's life, right? If of a Christian, a Christian per person's life is to allow the Holy Spirit to produce more and more of his fruits in our lives, right? And by doing this, we allow the Holy Spirit to help us conquer our sinful desires. The fruit of the Spirit is what God desires our lives to exhibit, right? And the Holy Spirit helps us get there. So that's what we have to remember. We have our gifts, yes, and we all know that's to help us towards our destiny. But then we have the fruits, and the fruits of the spirit actually manifest themselves more on a daily basis than the gift does. Because just because I have the gift of prophecy, I'm not walking around with a word for somebody every day, but I need to be long suffering and kind to everyone every day. See, and that's what people forget. Everybody wants to hone in on the gifts of the spirit, which is nice. But the most important part of the what 
the Holy Spirit brings to us are his fruits. When you can conquer the fruits of the spirit, then you're really saying something. Then you're really doing something because those right there, patience and long suffering. Hmm. But one thing I will say, when you pray for God, when you pray and ask God that you want more patience, you want to be able to be more patient, trust and believe that he's going to give you situations that's going to test your patience. So that's how you build more patience when you get tested on how patient you can be, right? So if that's one of the tests that you think that you want to, oh, God, help me to be more patient, be careful what you ask for because he's definitely going to put you in, he's definitely going to allow situations to occur where your patience will be tested. And then you'll see just how, just how much you're growing in your, oh, God, help me have more patience, right? So with that, I hope you all enjoyed my little, uh, my deeper introduction into the Holy Spirit, what he brings to us, what he helps us with, and what God has given him to give to us. So we're going to go and we're going to take a music break right now, and we're going to return afterwards. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like. He just keeps blowing my mind. A few years ago, we started social media, and you have all of these little abbreviations. One of them is OMG. Somebody say OMG. And you use that when something is just mind-blowing or it's something you never thought of or um, something you just... It's hard to wrap your mind around. That's something is Jesus. I just, every time you think you can grasp the fullness of who he is, he's, he does something else to blow your mind. <laughs> and it makes you go, oh my God, look what you've done. Anybody just been in that place where God just does something exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think and it makes you go, OMG, look what you have done. Right where you are, I just need you to start thinking about those things that God has done in your life that you couldn't expect, that you couldn't ask for, that you did not know to pray for. And God does it just in the nick of time. And you just go, oh my God, look what you've done. Asleep, but I've been awake Lost in my thoughts and the dreams I'm chasing No more time to lose I can trust in you Every time that I hit rock bottom I know it's you I can trust and call on In the moment of truth You will always come through Been overthinking Feels like lately I've been sinking And you're the best
patient you feel my heart with so much peace and joy you're amazing you make my life feel brand new You're amazing You make my life feel brand new Jesus you love me too much oh too much oh too much oh excess love Jesus you love me too much oh too
listening to what we can say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We're now going to go to the part of the show that we call Op-Ed. And now I haven't had Op-Ed in a, in a while. God has not allowed me to have, well, not that he didn't allow me. There was just nothing to talk about in Op-Ed. So I just always continued with the teaching that I was doing in the, the first part of the show. But today I'm doing Op-Ed and it's going to be a short segment because it's just and it's another reminder because I'm seeing out there now, you know, I always end the show. I always end the show talking about COVID saying, you know, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. I always say that, but now it's getting to the point with these variants that it's almost, it's almost like becoming deja vu because we're starting to walk in that whole when we had it from the beginning, from before that people are getting sick and the numbers are rising again, we don't want that to happen. People let's just make that perfectly clear. We don't want to go back into being locked down again. And not that I think that anyone would even, I don't even think people would lock down again. Even if it became a mandate that we had the lockdown, I don't think you could get people to stay inside again because they're so accustomed to being out now. It's like, I will never go back there, you know, but it's something that we have to think about. And I'm not pushing for everyone to get the vaccine. Taking the vaccine is your own personal choice. But what I will say is if you don't take the vaccine, you should be wearing a mask. Now that's, it's, it's, I think in your own mind, you should say it's one or the other. I don't want to take the vaccine, but you know what? I don't want to die either. I don't want to catch this. So I'm going to wear a mask. But when you go with the whole notion that it's nothing out there, there's nothing out there. It's just all still fake. That's when you have to step back and really think about what it is that you're thinking about. Why do you believe that everything is still fake? And you see people dying. You're hearing about people dying. That's the part that I don't understand. That's the one part that I don't understand. You think all these people dying and in the hospital that are ill is a hoax? I don't get that. And I wish some of you would just really sit down for those of you who really don't believe in the vaccine, for those of you who really don't believe that it's really out there, just really sit down and really look at everything. Don't just discredit, oh, it's just fake, it's fake, it's fake. Really sit down and read everything to get an understanding so that whatever it is that you need to see or understand will be presented before you and you can make a valid decision on what to do. And if you're not going to get a vaccination or wear a mask, then stay out of crowds, then stay out of crowds. Because just like with the common cold, you don't want to get a cold, but if you go in a crowd and everybody's sneezing, guess what? There's a good possibility that you're going to get a cold. I'm sorry. You didn't want to get it. But if you're standing around a group of people that's sneezing and they're not covering their mouth, there's a good possibility you just might pick up a cold. But see, COVID is way worse than getting a cold. Remember when, and I, and it's not funny, but you know, when you say these things, when you have your, your conversations with your, your people, your circle, 
and you chuckle about certain things that's happening. And I remember back in the day when, when there would be certain illnesses that came out and they would be like, oh, you know, we remember when just getting this was, you know, the big deal. And now it's getting that, you know, and everybody's now, now I wish I could still just only get this and not have to worry about that. It's almost like now with the common cold, I don't think I hear of anybody having a cold anymore. I haven't had, I haven't heard anybody that said, gosh, I got a bad head cold. I have not heard that in so long. And it's like, anytime someone gets the slightest bit of symptoms of something, everybody thinks it's, oh my gosh, what do you have? What do you have? Everybody starts to panic. But now with this new variant, it's not even giving you the symptoms of what the old COVID was doing. It's now doing its own thing. So here it is. It has us trying to learn again. What is it that we have to do? How does it manifest itself in our bodies? And how does it take over? It's just too much. It's too much when you can just prevent yourself from getting it. So I say it with all sincerity, people. And I say it with just wanting to see everyone still be around for the time that they're supposed to be around, wear your mask, just be safe. Don't go in crowds. If you don't want to take the vaccination and you don't know the people that you're really around. And sometimes you even got to watch the people that you are around because if you have the vaccine, you're still able to bring the disease to somebody else. And that's the scary thing now too. Everybody People who have the vaccine, it doesn't stop you from getting the disease. It just stops it from taking over your body as severely as it could have done had you not have had the vaccine. So everyone is still very vulnerable. Even with the vaccination, you're still vulnerable. So I just want everyone to just take the time and just do what is right. Because we don't want to have this thing come on us again and start wiping people out again. That would just be so hard on the country and on us as an individual. How much do you think that our psyche can take seeing this constant death over and over and over, especially now that it can really be preventable? In the beginning, we really didn't know. So we were all just walking through blindly. But now we know. Now we know there's certain things that we can do that can protect ourselves. And I don't understand why people still wouldn't protect themselves knowing that there are things that they can do to prevent becoming ill. So that's just my, I guess what, five minute speech on just protecting yourself. (laughs) And in other parts of op-ed, we heard that they had the hearing in the White House about the insurgents that happened the uh insurrection insurrection that's what it was called i believe insurrection and how the police officers from that day they testified what they felt you know how the trauma that they're still experiencing and how it's hurting them to think that people in the white house that they put their life on the line to protect is now still looking at it like it was no big deal. It, it, it nothing really happened. It was just an angry. Cr- it was a, it was an angry mob that just got a little out of hand. You know how boys will be boys. You can't look at it that way. And when you look at things that way, and you were a part of it, and you now are suffering from the consequences of something that's happened, and you have someone else sweeping it under the rug like it's no big deal, it's a slap in the face, and it's not nice. So we really just need to get our act together 
and do what we got to do there. It, it, this whole place is so chaotic. It's like, it's one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. But one thing I will say, it may be chaos out there. And we knew it was going to be chaos out there because this is not our world. But when you have God in your life, all that chaos that's going on, you see it, but you're like Teflon. It doesn't even affect you. And even if it does affect you, it's not going to affect you like the rest of the people. So one thing I want us to really be mindful of, even though I'm saying these things in op-ed, it's not that we need to just act like, oh, it doesn't affect us and I don't have to think about that. No, we have to think about these things because we are in the world, even though we're not of it. But because we still have to move through it, we need to be conscious of what's happening, what people are thinking, what they're doing, and be able to conduct ourselves accordingly. And that is the end of Op Ed. So now, since we are in the beginning of the month, you know it is time for a new word. And our word for the month of August is going to be authentic, right? And authentic means of undisputed origin, genuine. So with everything that we learned today, with everything that God is saying to us, it's for us to be our authentic selves. It is for us to be who he created us to be. And the world needs to see us because our lights need to shine. And our promise for this week is going to be coming from Proverbs 133. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. So with that, I say have a beautiful Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. And until we are brought together again next week, God willing, peace.
Best work. 